Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Dit to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Monday, November 29th. I don't know how we're, I don't know how we're feeling, ball fans. I know some people are a little PTSD popping up. Some people are nervous about a certain coach heading out west um, a little sooner. They'd like for him to leave, if you will. Um, but hey, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to let the not let the things that haven't happened yet bother me. Um, Tennessee had a. I can't. I'm, I'm excited to talk about the season. I, not that I, I don't think it was extremely successful, um, but I think there were a lot of positives to take from it. And I thought I thought Tennessee performed uh, maybe better than they were supposed to. So uh, as far as 2021 goes, I know you still have one game left in that bowl season. But um, all in all, pretty pleased with, with how this season went. Now, um, basketball, <laughs> are, we, are we chalking that up to post-Thanksgiving feelings? Is that yeah, probably. Um I just feel like with the basketball team, before we get into football, it's just – I don't know how good that team's going to be. Like you saw against Tennessee Tech, they're kind of nonchalant at times. And then you have a game like you did against UNC where you just dominate. And you have the game like Villanova where you just got whooped from the opening tip. So, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to think about that. But it's a tough stretch right. going forward. So, we'll, we'll find out soon enough. Oh, definitely. It's hard to like really – count that Tennessee Tech game any like it's you don't want to look too much into that um and it's still very early in the season uh Tennessee does play tomorrow night uh, I know we normally come at you guys on Sunday but they do play Presbyterian tomorrow night and then I'll have to pull up the schedule without looking at it is it Tech next Texas Tech uh after Presbyterian is it Colorado in Colorado Colorado okay Colorado's next um so Still plenty, still plenty of basketball, obviously, for that team. We're gonna, we are gonna talk about the Vols against Vanderbilt on Saturday night. Um, went and took care of business. It's that simple. And we, and we are gonna discuss some of the, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe negatives, but positives and negatives of the uh, the football season this year, and just kind of round out the 2021 regular season. Um, we did get a commit right before Landon said it. Normally, when we do this, it's like right after the show. The, the news hits. So we, we timed it right today. Uh, we will talk about some of those recruiting news. Uh, of course, college football recap, the coaching carousel. Did you think it was going to be this crazy? I know you had some big job opens, um, big jobs open. Uh, I mean, wa- both Washingtons are open now. Um, that's two power five jobs. USC has been open for months. Um, you obviously had Florida and LSU open up in the last couple of weeks. Did you think it was going to be this weird already? No, I, 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 did, I guess Lincoln Riley kind of threw everything into a loop. Like Billy Napier was probably going to go to LSU or Florida, and then I, I just wouldn't have guessed Lincoln Riley was going to bolt to USC like he did. Yeah, 
I, that, that, I thought that was a very weird move. And I know we'll discuss all that, but it's it's been crazier than, and it's only going to get crazier. That's but thing, it, right? it's nice to just sit here and, and watch it unfold and oh, not have to worry that. about it. <laughs> don't say that. Now you're making me think we're going to have to worry about it. <laughs> I don't, I really don't believe that, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, obviously anything can happen. We know that, but um, uh, it is, like you said, it is fun. It's fun to talk about coaching searches regardless. It's much more fun when you're not a part of it. Yeah, and you don't have to – I mean, you see Oklahoma, and we kind of went through this last year where they lose all the commits. Um, you know, people start transferring. I mean, they've lost pretty much everybody. Yeah. To Jaden Hazelwood, to Spencer Radler, to uh, Theo Weiss, um, their, their five-star quarterback commit. I can't remember his name, but – I mean, I, I guess all those guys are probably favored to go to USC, but still. It's uh I mean it's why you don't wanna it's why you don't wanna lose a, a your head coach. I mean it's that so mm-hmm. it, the stability of just especially like I mean what last week no Wednesday he was asked about the LSU job, right? Yeah, and he said I will not be the next head coach at LSU. <laughs> Also, he did say in that press conference, he said, I'm the coach at Oklahoma. He said that, which is also a fact. He was the coach at Oklahoma when he said that. Then he said, I won't coach at LSU. But uh, people were like, I mean, he didn't He didn't lie. Eh, yeah, he's I just guess. spitting straight facts. <laughs> I guess. He's not the coach at LSU. <laughs> also, I'll, I'll say it, coward. He's a coward. He's not going to win coward. the USC. No. Not anytime soon, anyway. No. I did find it funny. I'm sorry. I better throw this in there before I forget. You had that Jim Harbaugh quote, or uh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh quote, I guess, about Ryan Day. The some people are born on third base and think they hit a triple. That'd be about Ryan Day, right? Ugh. Did that not ring true about Lincoln Riley though? It's like you kind of got into the same situation, and no, I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but. He's not. I'll say this: you can't be a top five head coach in college football and then go to the Pac-12. I, yeah, I, I mean that, that that's that's candy ass, right? I mean, I feel like I don't know. Maybe Oregon might be different. USC ten years ago would have been different. Twenty fifteen years ago, probably before the allegations. So not when Lane Kiffin left. I, I it's just. It looks. It, I'm not saying he is because I mean, there's no, there's no way you could ever prove it. It looks like he's dodging the SEC. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's smart to do." And I'm like, mm, if if you don't want to be competitive, then you're not going to be competitive wherever you go. You don't. Yeah, just because you make it to the college football playoff doesn't mean that you're close to winning a national championship. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe that's to to that point. Oklahoma may not see a college football playoff again for a long time. Oh yeah. I, th- I think I think he literally – I mean, yeah, USC, you might have more, you know, in-state recruits that want to come there, but I think it's a – it's about the same job-wise yeah. he, as Oklahoma. Well, he's not proven he can build anything. No. That's the thing. He's not proven he can build it. So, let's talk about Tennessee Vanderbilt. That's why we're here. That's why we're really here. We'll laugh at uh, Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley soon enough. Tennessee plays them in – Two years? 2024? I mean, we'll probably play. I don't know what that game's going to look like. Uh, I, mean, I, I guess we'll play it, but it at that point, is it going to be a conference game? It may be like the – was it NC State and Carolina? North Carolina and Wake Forest. 
Wake Forest that played it as a non-conference. Yeah. There you go. Thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Got to keep those traditions alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe like that, but we'll see where they're. I mean, I'm not confident Oklahoma will just plummet. I, I did, they haven't had all the issues that have to happen yet for, for it to plummet. They, they, there can still be some stability there. Um, but Tennessee and Vanderbilt, Saturday afternoon, almost said night. It wasn't quite night. Um, Tennessee, I mean, we talked about it. It's like you don't have to go in there and do anything crazy. You just got to go take care of business. Um, for a while, thought maybe Tennessee had, a, had an opportunity to shut them out. It did take uh, Vanderbilt a while to score, but – and Tennessee almost went, what, 21 points without the offense stepping on the field? They were very close to doing that? It was very close to be 14. 14. Because Bayless 14. Jones took that punt um, almost to the house. But, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't Tennessee's best game by any means. They took care of business. They beat a, a in-state rival by, by 24 points. There's not a lot that you can just – be mad about. I mean, the one thing that I was really mad about was the Hail Mary. I just think that was a dumb play to just give up. I mean, they they don't surpass 300 total yards if that play doesn't happen. Right. Right. And But, but to your credit, it's like that feel – I know it was a big play, but it, it felt, kind of feels nitpicky. Like you said, you beat them by 24 points. You went in and did what you need to do to take care of business. Um, it, it's hard to really say this team – I mean, you – you didn't throw the ball a ton. You had two guys over 100 yards rushing. Um, you had Cedric Tillman landing. He's almost there, 106 yards receiving. So 69 more yards. Six, nice. Let's keep him there. <laughs> I, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Um, you had a defensive touchdown. So, I mean, it's it's all in all, it's like. In Nashville, all in all, though, you, you beat him how you're supposed to. Well, close to how you're supposed to. What, six points off? Yeah, I mean, 31 was a large number anyway, especially like <laughs> this is Vanderbilt Super Bowl. Like, they always play Tennessee tough. So, I mean, if you touch that spread, that's on you. Um, I wasn't going to touch it. I'm bleeding for some reason. That's weird. No, bleed? no it's just like my fingers just cut. Um, I, I guess if we're nitpicking some more, I mean – you're good on third down, which Tennessee hasn't been pretty much the whole season. They faced a running quarterback. They're good against that. Bad on fourth down, giving up five uh, conversions out of seven. Yeah. And then the offense just started slow, which is very unlike them this season. Um, I don't know if just the, the pick six already being up seven points was just weird to them. But, uh, yeah, it was just a – not like this team to not start off fast. I mean, Bayless Jones puts them in good position. You think you're going to go up 14 nothing pretty quick and then um, kind of stall out, you know, run the ball right up the middle on fourth down and get stuffed. And Tennessee averages 6.8 yards per carry in this game. I mean, they should have got that first down easily. Yeah, yeah, I think the offense definitely came out – did not look fantastic, but they, they picked it up. And like you said, you ended up averaging close to seven yards per carry. Um, so, yeah, you would have liked to start off a little bit faster, but um, your defense did its job to, to at least allow you time to, to get going, which is probably wouldn't have been the case um, through some other games this year. So that that's nice to kind of see the other unit picking you up when you, you weren't quite there. Yeah, Tennessee kind of dominated the line of scrimmage too. Um you know, you mentioned the rushing yards. I had two guys over 100 yards, Jalen Wright, Jabari Small, 
Hinton uh, Hooker had 75 yards. He had three touchdowns, mm-hmm. um, averaging 6.8 yards per carry. And, you know, that's something Tennessee, you know, e- even with Cade Mays out, even with um, Javante Spragans was out due to illness. So, I mean, you were missing some guys and you were kind of throwing in Ollie Lane, Jackson Lampley, uh, Dane Davis, Jeremiah Crawford was in there some as well. I think he was – he's actually one guy I'm about to talk about and guys who impressed me. I thought he looked pretty good. Um, but, yeah, with, with kind of down two starters, I think Tennessee dominated the line of scrimmage better than they have against an SEC opponent. I know it's Vanderbilt, but a bet, best game they've looked with, you know, not being 100% at um, the offensive line. Yeah, and like you said, I like that you said it is Vanderbilt, but same same way you take your cupcake wins, you take your wins over SEC, your your wins no matter what fashion they come in uh, over SEC opponents, and if they come in a fashion where you dominate at the line of scrimmage, you take that too. Yeah, hang your hat on it. So, I, I um, do think Vander to, to Vanderbilt's wins. credit, I, I think they have gotten better these past couple weeks. Um, yeah, you know that that wasn't the same team that lost to ETSU twenty three to three. Oh God, no. No, I mean that. I didn't. I think you had to at you. Um, had bless you. <laughs> I think they had two defensive touchdowns in that game, or maybe a defensive and a special teams touchdown in that game. Yeah, I think they got one that that was called back too. So I mean, it, it could have been even worse. So that offense is. I, mean, I know they had one defensive touchdown, but I think Tennessee's defense is a little bit better than um, than ETSU's, and uh, Theo Jackson also just made a really good play on it. But um, no, I, I agree. I think, and we said that last week. We we don't think this is the same team that's that's played. Um, you know, lost to Georgia sixty four. Is that right? It was a lot. I don't remember. I don't know what that score um, was. But that was you know third week of the season, fourth week of the season. Lost to uh, sixty two to nothing. Um, you know, barely beat Colorado State. Got smashed by Stanford. Like it's not the same team. And so it, it is nice to kind of just it, – it's nice to just finish out your season, take care of business. This in a game that went to overtime. Um, sure, you maybe would have liked for it to be, like you said, maybe a faster start and you just kind of look good from from start to finish. And, and that wasn't really the case. But all in all, you took care of business and, and you get to go to a bowl game. And you did – I think you – I think you won in such a way that you weren't, you weren't going to elevate yourself in this bowl game, but – I think you you definitely could have moved yourself down if this was a close game, and yeah. you didn't do that. For sure. I mean, it looks like the consensus is the Dukes Mayo Bowl, Mayo Bowl or the Music City Bowl. Um, you know, maybe you have a Gator Bowl in there, depending on kind of what happens um, with Georgia and Alabama, because if both those teams are in the playoffs, the, every SEC team kind of moves up. Um but the way it looks right now, it's probably Duke's Mayo Bowl or uh, Music City Bowl. So Charlotte or Nashville, not too far away. I'll go to either. I'll yeah. be at either. Hopefully, I, I can't. Pro- I guess I can't promise that, but um, I'd like to be. Let's do it. Is, is either of them like a New Year's Eve bowl or anything? Do you know dates of them? I don't think the Music City is. I think Music City is like the twenty eighth or something like that. Yeah, because there's a lot of people with Santa hats. I remember the last one we were at. Um, which is still unacceptable. Three days after Christmas, that's absurd. I'll see when those dates are. I like how everyone moves so so quickly on from Thanksgiving. It's already Christmas everywhere. It's amazing. So December 30th is the Music City Bowl. Okay. All right. 
getting there. Um, well, that'd be fun. Either way, it'd be fun. I'd, I'd like to go to uh, Jacksonville. Would be difficult. We won't be in Tampa. Tampa would be easy because of flights. Um, but yeah, it'll. I'd like to go either way. Let's uh, let's. Deuce Mail Bowl is also uh, December thirtieth. Oh, both of them are the thirtieth. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, let's let's talk about some of the guys that impressed. I know we threw some names out there as we discussed just kind of that game, but um, some individuals that kind of stood out to you in this one, and uh, whether they've stood out all year or not. Yeah, the first guy, Cedric Tillman, um, again, sixty-nine yards away from a thousand. Let's get him there. I mean, he just looked like a—he's a monster. He might he's making not. guys miss. I mean, all we heard about from this kid is like. Oh, he's not fast enough. He looks pretty fast enough to me um, to make people miss in the open field. So, yeah, I think unfortunately for him, and I think this could be kind of Tennessee's like um, like hope that he may stay is he doesn't have that just wow you speed. Um, like if he went to the combine, he's not gonna not gonna test you know real high at the forty um, or real low, depending on how you look at it. Um, so like you know that could play in Tennessee's favor in terms of whether he decides to stay or leave. But he's definitely got – I mean, it's kind of like Juwan Jennings. Like, yeah, he's not the fastest guy, but he he's plenty fast on the football field. Yeah, and he's he's got to be all SEC. I don't care how many receptions the Mississippi State wide receivers have. Um, he, he's doing a lot more with a lot less. Yeah. And uh, I think his average – he has nine touchdowns, I think, on the year. He had uh, – I think it's nine. It might be more than that. I'll pull it up right now. Um, yeah, non non touchdowns. He had eight receptions coming into this season in his Tennessee career. Oh, yeah, so and he should be to a thousand yards by the time they vote for that. So, yep. is SEC after the season or is it before bowl games? I don't know. I don't know either. I want to say it's. I want to say it's before. Now that I get to thinking about it, I just can't ever. I, yeah. I thought I'm it was like kidding. after the bowl games, but before the national championship. Okay, that that may be it. That may be it. Yeah, he, I mean, he should be up there. I mean, Jamison Williams is probably going to be up there. John Mechie, um, Wondell Robinson, but he should make an All SEC team for sure. Three, for God's sake! Right. <laughs> John Fulkerson, who, who somehow gets left off. I think he's sixth in yards and maybe like third in in uh, touchdowns. But one of the guys that's beat him in yards is from Mississippi State. He has ninety seven receptions. He's got forty more than Cedric Tillman and like forty more yards. How is it possible to have ninety seven receptions? I don't know. It's stupid. Good lord! I want him on my PPR team. Eight yeah, I'm, I mean, at that rate, your your guys aren't blocking downfield for you. And that's something Tennessee does really well. Bayless Jones yeah. and Cedric Tillman, Javante Payton, I think they talked about that in their press conference earlier this week. Is like when that, or I think Cedric Tillman said it after the game. Um, he's just like, you know, if one of us gets the ball, we're wanting the other one to score. So we're doing the best we can to block. Um, and they did a fantastic job. I mean, Bayless Jones took out two defenders um, on Cedric Tillman's you know, long touchdown when he broke a couple tackles. Yeah. Um, Patrick Tillman is six in receiving yards in the SEC, and he is tied for third for touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. So, so do, he you, find do, him like do you see the Mississippi State player ahead of him? Is that what you're looking at? Makai Polk? 
Yeah. How many receptions does he have? Uh, ninety. Yeah. John Mechie has not. John Mechie has ninety. I would not have guessed. It. And Jameson, like how many, like how many plays have they run this season? He, Jameson Williams has sixty-one. John Mechie has ninety. That's insane. Well, Jameson Williams got thrown out of the Iron Bowl, and so John Mechie got all the targets in that game. <laughs> Brian Robinson Jr. has also been hurt the past couple weeks, so maybe maybe that played into. Maybe that played into it. Also, I'm glad you mentioned the Iron Bowl. I told you, this felt like the Auburn team. They should have done it, too. Should have won. It's stupid. I told you this felt like the Auburn team. Does that give Bryce Young the Heisman? It might. No, just because who else, you know? Who else? Yeah, I, I think that's that's where I'm at. It's like, yeah, maybe he loses it this week, but but who who's going to take it over? You know, yeah. C.J. Stroud had his moment and, you know, kind of lost that when they played Michigan. So, I don't think anybody else, like, pushing for it no, no i think it, it's unfortunate probably by i guess i mean you still have the sec uh championship getting to play so i mean i guess depending on that but it could could depend on that i should say um but no this is insane i, I did window uh window robinson has 94 and this, like that amount of receptions is insane yeah good lord um I'm, also, I'll go another guy. Jalen Wright really impressed me. Um, you know, he seems like the game's kind of slowing down for him a little bit. 15 carries, 112 yards, a touchdown, average 7.5 yards per carry. I mean, he just looks like from like the – I know his like pass blocking needs to get a lot better, um, but he just seems more in tune with the offense to me. Well, I thought, yeah, I thought both the running backs played well. So I'll, I'll piggyback your Jalen Wright and say Jabari Small too. You, you get the news that Tyon Evans is um, transferring out, and um, so now you know it's going to all be on Jabari Small, who's been banged up this year too. Not, not quite to the, the same effect that Tyon Evans has been. So you know it's going to be uh, what's asked of what's been asked of in the last four or five weeks is going to be asked of him again against Vanderbilt. Throw in Jalen Wright with that, and I thought they they answered that. I thought they ran really, really hard. I, like that was what was fun about. Um, Saturday night, I just thought they ran downhill really, really hard. And, um, no, I thought they both did a really good job. And, and it's part of the reason they got to um, over 100 yards apiece. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And Jalen Wright, for as, you know, being kind of the third guy the majority of the year, I know he's kind of moved up a little bit with injuries and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But more yards and more touchdowns than Eric Gray this season. That is insane, which Eric Gray is – I don't think he uh, – he can't be – before even Lincoln Riley left, he couldn't have been happy with the situation he got into. No. Nope. Um, hate it for him. Really do. Right. Hey, open arms, prodigal son. I don't know about you, but – You need welcome? If our, if, if our fans were talking about Spencer Rattler, they would take Spencer Rattler. you got to take care of Greg. Come yeah, on. Hell, hell no. I'm not taking Spencer Rattler. <laughs> Listen, I am – I'm taking Anthony Richardson. I'm not taking Spencer Rattler. <laughs> I would. I'll, I'll say no to Spencer Rattler right now. If he comes here and balls out, I'll eat my words, and that's fine. Yeah, but but he's a cancer, and I, I don't know, think this team is good enough to have a cancer in the locker room. Yeah, well, you know, you watch the QB one stuff, and or yeah, QB one, and, and you go, man, they, it's a reality show. They they do that stuff to you know he's. He said some bad stuff on camera, and they were able to spin it, you know. And then he gets to Oklahoma, and you're like, oh, well, maybe they were kind of telling the true story. Yeah. Yeah, not, not a huge fan of the guy. 
No. Um, but st- sticking with Tennessee and guys who impressed, I'm going to go another one, and I want to go back and I haven't watched, gone back and watched the game yet. Um, but one, you just heard his name a lot uh, Saturday night, and, and you need more from him. Is Aaron Beasley? Thought he was all over the field. He kind of felt like he was finally starting to kind of play sideline to sideline and really be more involved. Um, so it's kind of <laughs> if you're a linebacker, if you're a linebacker and you find yourself in the mix a lot, you're probably doing at least some of the right things. And I thought he just found himself himself in the mix a lot. So I'd like to go back and watch and see how effective he truly was. Um, but you heard his name a lot Saturday night, and that's a, a big start from where he's kind of been this year. Yeah, I'm going to go another guy kind of similar to that, all over the field, sideline to sideline, and that was Jeremy Banks. Um, yeah. Led the team in tackles. Um, you know, I know Vanderbilt probably doesn't get to 21 if, you know, he doesn't have the personal foul, which I think was kind of a bullcrap call anyway. Um, but it, it just seems like Tim Banks has done a nice job of keeping him in the box and not really relying on him to cover up, um, a receiver, or a tight end. Cause you know, he kind of all their linebackers have gotten picked on in coverage, um, this season, but Jeremy Banks, he, he's just an old school linebacker that can play sideline to sideline. And when he hits you, it's, it's, it's going to, it's going to feel like something. Um, right. So Jeremy Banks is, is, you know, he had a really good year this year. You know, he had more tackles, more sacks, more interceptions than Henry Toto. So um, I'm going to go with Jeremy Banks as one of the guys who impressed me last night or Saturday night. Yeah, I'm thinking for the – we just need to get him like a bark collar. Um, so anytime he starts running his mouth, it just shocks him. That's true, yeah. Because I feel like most of his penalties come from his mouth. Yeah. Um, it's just a late – the late yeah. stuff. It's like, dude, you got to pump the brakes. Dude, he's always – I mean, even if he's not hitting somebody after the play, there was one time after playing the Georgia game that he just – he put his hand uh, on a Georgia offensive lineman just to keep his head on the ground. And I'm like, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, the only thing that can come out of that is a 15-yard penalty. Like, that's the only right. thing. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love the passion, but maybe keep it in between the whistles. <laughs> You got. I mean, you can't. How many? He's had to lead lead the league in personal fouls this year. Had to. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. We're talking about plus minus in basketball. Like, let's look at the plus minus yards for a linebacker. Like, you're giving up a lot more than you're stopping there, brother. Right. And, this one out. and Tennessee again doesn't have the depth or, or talent to be giving up 15 yard penalties every game. Right. Right. Not at all. Not at all. Um, one that keeps impressing. Uh, well, we got, I've got two more um, defensive side of the ball. Byron Young. Byron Young is, I'm, I'm, man, the more you look at it, the more you think about Byron. it. You talk about wanting to start hitting Hooker the, the first two games. Man, if you could have Byron, uh, Byron Young the first two games. I know it wasn't Tennessee's fault in that sense, but, man, that pick. That pit, I mean, you talk about a game being different with a player in there. Uh, Kenny Pickett doesn't have all the time in the world. You have Byron Young chasing him down. No. No, I think that's a totally different game. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's relentless. Theo Jackson's my next guy. My last one. You got it. Oh, sorry. No, no, you um, got it. I just put an exclamation point on his, you know, fantastic last year at Tennessee with a pick six. Um, had a lot of PBUs in this game. How many did he have? It says only one. I think he had more than that. Um, a couple <laughs> – Quarterback hurries, um, four tackles. I mean, he just looked like Tennessee's best defender. Right. And he, he has been Tennessee's best defender all year long. 
No, uh, he, he's. I, I think he's been very impressive for the entire season. Obviously, pick six to start the Vanderbilt game that was huge too. So, um, very pleased with his play and. Um, and I think he's the biggest. Maybe besides Bayless, I think he's the biggest loss. I, I think he is because I don't think he's right. Right now, he's not. He's not shown that he can be replaced. I mean, right, Bayless. Okay. So I, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I mean Bayless just gives you so game. much in the return game too. Yeah. Um, so that's why I kind of put him up there as well. But yeah, yeah the, the, those two guys are probably going to be missed the most next season. No, I agree. Uh, and then probably behind that too, just going into guys that are going to be tough to replace, Cade Mays too. Um, I, oh, mean, yeah. I know he's kind of been named up, but it, it, it's a lot of different offensive line when Cade Mays isn't there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else for the Vanderbilt game, guys, impressed before we kind of recap the whole season? I know we've discussed the season, but um, kind of really dive into it here. Uh, Jeremiah Crawford. Um, I, I thought he played well. I think he was Tennessee's highest-graded player um, in the Vanderbilt game. So, like what I saw from him, you know, Tennessee, you know, mentioned guys that has to replace Cade May. He's one of those guys that could step into that role, and I thought he played well, um, given the circumstances against Vanderbilt. I'm looking at the receiving stats for the year. Tylen Evans, Shabari Small, um, Jalen Wright. Guess how many receptions they combined for? How much? 18. Seems low. Am I wrong? Yeah, that, that doesn't seem – I've kind of noticed that over the course of the season that we just don't – and maybe it's just because our receivers have been so great um, this season. But, yeah, we haven't really utilized them very much in the in the past game. How much, I mean, even if they're good, how much does it open up the field? If you can... Seven seconds. I mean, surely yeah. you can get it to the running back every once in a while. Yeah, not a lot of screens no, or anything like that. You know, maybe they think, hey, if one of those three receivers aren't open, tuck that thing. I guess. You do have Hendon Hooker. That, that does yeah. change the, maybe change the landscape a little bit. So, um, essentially. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I look. I mean, I, I mentioned it before the, the show started. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it just the biggest success. I mean, you lost a, um, you lost your three, the three team, both three teams that you're trying to catch up to, and, and you did. I think the Alabama game was closer than the story told. Story told. Um, but other than, I mean, you you got blown out in all of them. Uh, you lost by more than you know two possessions in, in each of them, and. Um, so I, you know, it's tough to say that you're you're there. So I, I'm not going to call this season a success because that's the things you, you you're chasing down. Whether you beat them or not, you at least want to be in those games. But as far as looking at where this team was at when Jerry Pruitt gets out, um, and Josh Heupel gets fired, and where this roster's at and programs at, I mean, you did go out, you did get to a bowl game, three cupcake games, but that's just college football schedule. Like that's an average college football schedule. So if anyone wants to complain about that, that's just incredibly stupid. Um, so you get your three cupcake games. We also have like the there. toughest strength of schedule. Oh, do we? Yeah. I'm, okay. Well, well, I, we were at one point, like the remaining, yeah. or like at that point in the season, I think it was Georgia and before, like we had the toughest strength of schedule. Gotcha. Um, well, and, I mean, it makes sense. You uh, – I said three. I said three is your your average um, college football schedule. Really, four cupcake games is your average college football schedule. 
Uh, you, you had a Power Five non-conference in Pitt this year, who's going to more than likely be your ACC champion, um, depending on you know, pending this week. You, and, and so, I mean, yeah, you would like to pick up that win against Pitt. You did only lose that one by a touchdown. Um, I, I, I think I think that's the biggest question for this season is the the Pitt game, the Bowling Green Pitt game. First two, why when you're grading a coaching staff, what like how is and Hendon Hooker looks like the clear starter from everything we've seen. So if you're going to, if we're going to question this coaching staff in any capacity, I, th- I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, Joe Milton, like ha- has, you know, e- even with him and hooker being the starter, he's had plenty of opportunities to come in there and showcase what he can do. Mm. And time after time, he just shoots himself in the foot. You know, you, you look at was the Ole Miss where he just runs out of bounds. Yeah. And then, you know, against Vanderbilt, he fumbles, you know, it's just like, how how was he the starter all of camp? And you know, I know we talked to Eric Kane about that a little bit, and yeah. I you know, understand it to an extent. I do. Yeah, he saw it too. But man, you gotta you gotta find out who your gamers are quick, right? I guess you, I guess you kind of did. But I mean, it seemed pretty obvious against Bowling Green that that it wasn't going to be your guy to go ahead and move on. He still gets to start against Pitt, and maybe you chalk it up to some first game nerves and, and other stuff, but. Um, it, it seemed fairly obvious. I mean, maybe not, but um, and then I guess okay. So that's my first one. I actually have two. My next, my next one, and this is for for the defensive side of the ball. Um, and I mean, still applause to Coach Heupel. Is they got Tennessee has to find a way to get off the field. Um, you'd like to think it's about it's about talent, and, and you know, hopefully when you get the guys in here. But the fact of the matter is, uh, you're not going to get a full roster until year three. So. You've got to figure it out next year. You got to figure out for the bowl game how your defense gets off the field, especially when you get teams in third and fourth down. You don't kill yourself. Yeah, because if if it's in their favor that they're going to get it in four downs, they're going to go for four on fourth down every single time. Yeah, I mean that Ole Miss showed you that. Even Vanderbilt was five of seven on on fourth down. Yeah, they're three of seventeen on third down. But hey, if they can get it in fourth down, they're going to go for it. Right. Um, Don't blame so yeah, them. Yeah, that that is a – it's a head-scratcher, but, I mean, Tennessee's defense shouldn't be – I mean, we heard it all offseason. This defense is going to be shit. Um, and I, I think they were far from that. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the most – I mean, especially first part of the season, I was very impressed with Tim Banks and what he had done with this that unit, but – I still think they've got a ton to to get figured out if they want to be if they want to allow the the offense to be competitive. And I think the offense has to find a way to balance that and stay on the field. And um, you know, yeah, you're going to get off the field quick, but it can't be three and out quick because um, now you're talking about your defense only gets to rest for <laughs> the way you run plays thirty seconds. So um, definitely going to have to find some ways to to sustain a little bit of drive. Whether that just means being on the field for seven plays. Um, being on the field for two minutes, like that's that's better than a three and out and being done. So uh, I, I think the offense can help counterbalance that. Now, I, I mean, all in all, I think Josh Heupel did a great – I mean, I said it, I thought you should be in a bowl game this year. Um, and then I thought if you wanted to show that you you could get teams going, you could coach them up, you needed to beat Missouri, Kentucky. Really, I just said um, one of the two. To, to kind of establish that, I thought Missouri would be a little bit better that time in Tennessee. Saw them, another team that probably got better towards the end of the year, though. Um, and I think the Florida one. I think 
looking back, it's easy to say, you know, Tennessee should have been more competitive against Florida. Tennessee should have beat Florida, however you want to say it. But that's not the same Florida team that fired Dan Mullen in week 11. Like, it's just not. It's not even close. I mean, the we're week talking before about Florida, the, yeah, they, yeah, we're, go ahead. I mean, they, they lost Alabama on, right. It could have been tied up going to overtime and they'd miss a two point conversion. So, you know, that that's hard to a little bit a little bit of revisionist history there. Um, and the, the I mean we know the Pitt games especially now talking about Pitt's a pretty good football team. Um, what are they currently ranked right now? Top fifteen. Are they twelfth? I get. Well, I guess we don't know their official ranking until tomorrow night. Um, but seventeenth. I thought they were higher than that. Seventeenth. They're going to be playing Wake Forest for the ACC championship. But you talk about you being in that game, and then we talk about we, – we just said it, two players potentially away from beating that team. Um, and, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say Jeremy Pruitt couldn't have had a similar season. But, I mean, I think you could almost say for certain you get spanked by all this. Spanked. Because you're not, you're not scoring. That offense showed no signs of life last year. You can't convince me Hayden Hooker was going to completely flip that offense on its head. Yeah. You probably get beat by Kentucky this year because their offense found some life. Again, you weren't going to score forty-five points on them. Were you going to, you know, were you going to hold them to less? I mean, maybe, but their offense was far better than yours. So you can't convince me that was a that's a flat-out win for Jeremy Pruitt. You can't do it. Um, but I mean, it's just I think this team has significantly gotten better. It is more exciting too. If you just want to talk about brands of football, it's more exciting for sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You're you're scoring points. You're not winning games, seventeen to ten or, you know, thirteen to six. You know, nothing like that. It's it's a whole lot better. It's a whole lot more enjoyable to sit there in the stands and watch it for three or four hours. And I, I, a lot of people, uh, you know, who cares if you're, which I've said this. Who cares if you're losing, even if it's you know high scoring game. I agree with that, but um, you know. Getting beat by Pitt thirty-one to seven isn't fun either. So I'd, I'd rather lose thirty-one to twenty-seven if we want to say that. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, whatever. I, it's I, I think it's I I am convinced this program is at a better spot to move forward than they were at the end of twenty twenty. That's a hot take, I know. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Sorry, 2019. No, at the end of 2019, 2020, sorry. Okay. When you're on that 16 winning streak and it felt like, all right, you're going to catapult yourself to to more. But it's not like you. It's not like your 2019 or 2020 class was spectacular. You had a lot of momentum in the 2021 class, but that was really it. Those guys were just committed. They weren't signed. And then you yeah, go out. I know, I know you play an all-SEC schedule, but. Um, you know, you go out, you do get a big win over Missouri. Um, then I mean, when you get twaxed by Kentucky, you just throw everything you just did out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at home. At home. Yeah, I think I think for me this year, I think Josh Heupel definitely exceeded my expectations. Um, I, I was thinking six and six, and that was probably just me being a homer. Um, you know, I was hoping for a six and six season. I, I think me and you said it. We'll we'll be perfectly happy with six and six. And then you're looking now seven and five, and you could have easily been nine and three. 
I get real sick thinking about that. If you're gonna make me say anything bad about Josh Heupel, start hand hooker. You, you get to yeah, you get to eight. I mean, it sucks. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Um, but I mean, like, I, I'm sure they're kicking themselves about those two games. Um, and at least they made know, the it, changes. If we're gonna compare them to the previous stats, at least they did make the changes. They did. Yeah, they they didn't try to just stick it out and say that he gives us the best option to win. Um, you know, they were open to change that. And, you know, I think Josh Heupel, is he the – he has the most wins of a first-year Power 5 head football coach this season. So – Just pretty crazy. Right. When you look up – when you look at what he what he came into. Um, again, going back to it, it's it's been a lot more exciting this season than any year under Jeremy Pruitt. I don't care if we won – what do we win, nine games – with him that that 2019 season uh 2019 right seven eight oh you just won eight we six and six we won six and six went seven seven and six i think oh, yeah we really? had to go we had to win out i'm pretty i mean i'll look at it i'm pretty sure we had to win out to go to, to the bowl. gator bowl that's crazy maybe it was, maybe it was seven and maybe we did finish seven and five okay and then, so I mean, we're we're sitting here with Jeremy Pruitt kind of ruin this. Um, you know, didn't have a you know got trampled in the transfer portal. Um, not a lot of crews coming in here. I'm sure guys that were transferring, you know, probably didn't even look Tennessee's way with with what their you know record was and yeah, what eight, kind of trouble they're in. Or eight and five, sorry. Gotcha. And here, Josh Heupel is a. You know, didn't really like – you know, Jeremy Pruitt spent a lot of time trying to recruit and being like, hey, you know, we need more talent. But Josh Heupel and, and this staff just stuck with what they had and, and got the most out of it. And, you know, that's why we're sitting here and he, he could match Jeremy Pruitt's best year in year one. I mean, that and this this year, which – I mean, yeah, he only had three years. Um, but this, this team's just as – Talented, that's the way you want to phrase it, as a 2018 that went into Nashville and got whooped by Vanderbilt. So, yeah, you know, it's not not too far off there. Yeah. Talking about getting talent in here and, and trying to try to turn this, this thing around. And um, I think that's another thing. Listening to people complain about the talent that's currently on campus, um, talking about the guys that want to, you know, the guys that left. You know when when Pruitt left and, and things like that, Josh and, and they want to say, well, Josh Heupel couldn't even keep them on campus, and that's an that can't be an indictment on him. He didn't have relationships with these guys. Um, you know, he came in here, and I, you know, he tried to keep guys like Henry Toto and Eric Gray if he could. We we don't know all the details about that. I still have a theory that some of them may have been told to, um, depending on the situation, if what we're hearing is true, that to try to avoid some punishments to say, you know, it's best at the university and you all part ways. Um, so even if he could have helped it, you can't tell me he didn't try, but he didn't have relationships with them. And, and, and then, you know, all these Tennessee may be getting a bowl ban, maybe losing the scholarships. I mean, I'm not entirely blaming them for, for looking elsewhere. I'm not entirely blaming them. Now, I respect the guys that toughed it out a hell of a lot more. I'll say that. And, um, but it, uh, here's the thing. If you're going to, if you're going to put Henry Toto, Eric Gray, uh, Wanya Morris, Eric Koch, all those guys, if you're going to put them on Josh Heupel, well, 
then you have to go to the flip side of that. And you have to put the, the Bayless Jones Juniors, the guys that decided to stay, um, the Javante Paytons, the guys who decided to transfer in, the Byron, uh, Byron Young was committed before, wasn't he? Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, guys that decided to stay, even, I don't care if they're hometown guys, Jabari Small, the guys that didn't transfer, um, Cedric Tillman. Like you, you have to put that on him too and say, well, look what they did with them versus the other staff. So you can't, you can't pick and choose what you're going to say. The staff did bad, but, you know, and not credit where the staff did good. So if you want to look at the, those guys that left and say, oh, they could have kept them around, even though I don't believe that to be entirely true, um, you have to look at the guys that stayed and improved drastically if, you, if you're going to look and grade the staff fairly. So, um, yeah, the guys that uh, transferred, who had a better year than, you know, their replacement on, on this team? I mean, the only guy, and I'm not, this probably isn't a good thing. It's probably Henry Toto, but that's probably just because of where he's at. Right. Well, uh, and Jeremy Banks had a better year than he had. Oh, when you, you think, look at oh, stats, well, I guess when you look at the amount of tackles, that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, that, that is probably true. And maybe Kavaris Crouch. I, I don't know his exact stats. Um, I know he had a pretty good year at, at Michigan State. Um, but Wanya Morris wasn't much of a factor. Eric Gray wasn't much of a factor. Jameer Johnson wasn't much of a factor. I mean, we could have really used some of those guys, and they went elsewhere. But, you know, again, Josh Heupel and, and this staff didn't, you know, like, oh, poor pitiful us. You know, we if we would have had some more talent, we would have been better. No, I mean, there yeah. was complete buy-in from a lot of these seniors, and it kind of trickled down. And that's why, that, that's why you had a good season. You had a good group. Um, Matthew Butler, Lante Taylor, some of those guys, Bayless Jones, and you know they bought in quick, and it trickled down, and that's why you had a successful season. Yeah, agreed. And that that I mean, whatever the staff's selling, the guys on campus are buying it. Um, obviously, unfortunately, the recruits aren't buying it yet, um, but that'll happen. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I guess it was um, McGrath was talking. I guess he roomed with Bayless Jones at USC. And he was like, no, like, as soon as I talked to Bayless, he was like, Knoxville's awesome. It's where, you know, I love to be, like, you need to be. So, like, the guys in college football are talking now. So, you are going to get some from that. Um, we actually got a question here from Trey Fox about Jameer Gibbs. Looks like he's not going to come to Tennessee. But also, like, I I'm not willing to say the door shut on that because, first off, he just announced he was transferring. Um, and he can look back and say, I should have gone here when I was first recruited. But – that situation may not be – I mean, definitely the situation is not the same in, in like at Florida, for example, than when he first got recruited. Yeah, I mean, you know, there there has been ties to, to Florida there. Um, Napier's dad was a coach at his high school at, at Dalton. Um, but I, I don't – like the contact like, – like you said, he just entered the transfer portal. He's got to hear out his options. You know, unless he just already knows where he's going, he can announce that tomorrow and be done. Um, but if, if you're wanting to kind of open this thing back up a little bit, you, you should hear out your options. And if you just look at Tennessee's right. – I mean, Tyon Evans could have rushed for 1,500 yards this season if he's healthy in this offense yeah. where you're able to spread the ball out. You have a running quarterback, so they got to watch that too on, on every single read. So you have a lot of room to to make people miss and, and you know, have some home runs in this offense. So – if I'm Jameer Gibbs, I'm looking at a guy like Bayless Jones who, you know, ha had some time as a kick returner, punt returner, um, had a fantastic season. Um, I look at a guy like Tyron Evans. that It was his first year on campus. And, you know, what could have been if he's healthy and, you know, dealing with some off-the-field stuff. Jabari Small had a fantastic year. I mean, 
there's a lot to like about this offense, and I, I think especially at running back. So if I'm Jameer yeah. Gibbs, I'm seeing all my options. Speaking of that, and recruitment, in my opinion, is never closed nowadays. Zach Evans also the transfer portal. Yeah, there, there's a lot of, you know, familiar faces. Um, Ladarius Cox, Brendan Harris at Vanderbilt, you know, both those guys were committed to Tennessee. Uh, what was the guy at Maryland? Gosh. I can't even remember his name anymore. It was uh, – He's from Florida. He went to like three different high schools and then. Which will always blow my mind. All right. By the way, if you've been to. That will never make sense to me. I guess it does make more sense in Florida where they have all these prep schools now. Um, what position do you play? Is it Terrence? Oh, Terrence Lewis. That's it. Terrence Lewis, yes. Thank Lewis. you. He's committed to Yeah, he's also in the transfer portal. So, yeah, so a lot of familiar faces. Um, in that portal, Spencer Rattler, you know, Jaden Hazelwood's another guy who entered the transfer portal. So we'll see what Tennessee does. I think, you know, they're in a lot better position this year to take some transfers. You have kind of, it's not a finished product, but you have a, a prototype, if you will, of what your program's going to look like. So I think it's definitely easier to sell this year than it was last season. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Definitely. And, and you may have some guys that didn't, weren't ready to transfer last year when they're their coaches left to come to Tennessee that, that they may be looking for other homes. Now, I don't know who that fits. I don't know if make sure this right off the top of my head. I'd be interested to see them because maybe maybe how you how you get some guys potentially. Yeah. Also, if Jeremy Pruitt really told Jameer Gibbs he was going to play cornerback, he should never be able to coach a football team ever again. Well, he's a defensive guy. He's, I mean, like he's a, he's a defensive coordinator. Of course, he's going to sit in the room and go, "I want the best player on the field." Yeah. Play for a defensive guy. Right? Play for this guy. No, what what he wanted was, um, I don't even know what he wanted. He's just so dumb. Yeah, that's what he wanted. He wanted his defense to have all the talent. Did you see our offense? Well, he couldn't. He couldn't recruit a a guy that was actually a defensive back. So he had to go and, and get quarterbacks and <laughs> did he ever sign him into defensive back? Right. Did he ever sign an actual defensive back his entire time in Tennessee? <sighs> Jalen McCullough, maybe that's it. Warren Burrell, that's about it. I mean, Trayvon Flowers, dang baseball player. Alante Taylor was a quarterback. Bryce Thompson was, you know, an offensive player, kind of played a little bit of everything. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess those two guys are the only two I can really think of. Love to see it. Love He's see terrible. It. He's so bad. Let's talk some recruiting. Commitment today. Yeah, you get a – you lock down a three-star cornerback in Christian Harrison. Um out of Atlanta, Georgia, his dad is um, former NFL vet, um, New England Patriot, and um, San Diego Chargers, Rodney Harrison. He was defensive back with them. And, uh, yeah, kind of under the radar guy, but his recruitment's really picked up over the past couple months. Um, has some offers from a lot of Power Fives. He was committed to, to Liberty at one point. 
Um, Kansas State, Florida's in there. Um, he actually picked Tennessee over Florida and Nebraska where was his final three. Maryland, Missouri, Utah, Virginia, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. So a lot of Power 5 offers for a kid that, you know, isn't rated really high but has a chance to really um, outplay his ranking. Um, you know, when you look at the offers that have come in pretty recently. Right. And that's, I mean, you're, of course, you're going to look at the ranking. It's all you can really base on guys right now. But he is, I mean, he is a big, um, probably has a little bit of weight to put on six foot two, or 183. 283 would be a humongous defensive back. Um, <laughs> but, oh, my God. Uh, that would be losing some weight, not putting on, but has a little bit of weight to put on. But, um, yeah, of course, you look at that, like you said, under. Under the radar is the best way to describe him now. Um, yeah, come in, like you said, come in, outplay your ranking. That, that, put yourself, you've, you've, you've gotten yourself to a big power five school, you know, whether it would have been Florida, Tennessee, or Nebraska. Now go and outplay your ranking. Uh, I mean, yeah, he could, I think for any chance did that big after you lost a man in 2018. You need to come here. That still stands true, even though Tennessee didn't lose to Vanderbilt this year. So, you know, you, you could potentially find yourself on the field, um, regardless of, of the team right now. And then also, give me any out of Georgia, and I'm, I'm pretty excited. So, Yeah, especially the Atlanta area. A um, right. ton of athletes in that area. But Tennessee moves up to number 24th in recruiting rankings for 247 sports. And uh, that's Tennessee's fifth defensive commit. So definitely want to add more there. You're going to save a lot of room in the transfer portal as well, but, you know, you should try to get maybe 18 to 20 guys in this class. We'll, we'll see. There's, you know, some guys that they'll hold a spot for. You know, one of those guys is right down the road at Powell High School. You know, we <laughs> talked with Eric Kane, and he said that he doesn't think that door is closed. But um, it's, that door is never going to be closed. Right. Um, but Tennessee also had some pretty big – um, targets in um that took a visit to Tennessee this past weekend. Uh, Marquise Gilbert, the JUCO safety at a Hutch Community College. Uh, Carnell Tate, a the number one wide receiver in the 2023 class out of IMG Academy, and then you had Nico. I am a Leva. Yeah, maybe. Guess um, <laughs> uh, four four-star 2023 quarterback um, out of California was in, and um, you know really enjoyed his visit. So we'll see. I mean, hey, loving getting these guys on campus, got them reeling right. in. But um, you know, when you look at you know somebody was like, oh, he's going to um, USC. Well, Malachi Nelson was. Oklahoma commit the the five star number two right. player in the country, so he's probably gonna end. he's decommitted from Oklahoma. So you would think that he's gonna go um, stay in California and play for Lincoln Riley. He so didn't immediately know. flip it, which I thought was interesting. Right? Yeah, a lot of those guys did that. Um, you know, does some of those guys not end up going? They they feel kind of betrayed. Well, I think you definitely want to play for a coach, but I still I think there's something to that. Like. You, you hear that. Well, they're only going for the coach. They're not only going there for the coach. They're going there for the coach and the program. Um, if Nick Saban left, whoever you replace him with, you'd still have a lot of guys come there 
for also the program, but it would be relying on who that coach is. Um, same with Florida. You're, you had guys coming there for Dan Mullen that would have probably came there if it was um, Jim McElwain or uh, Muschamp. Like, it, yes, there is some to the coach thing, but it's not the only factor. Uh, like, right. there, like, there's going to be guys who don't want to go and play at USC because of the state of the program, for example. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's going to be all automatic flips. Um, and, and Nico is the number 16 player in the country, so is it, he is a five-star per 247 sports um, and the number four quarterback in that class. So, hey, I mean, look at look at Hendon Hooker's development from his time at Virginia yeah. Tech to, to this season. I yeah, mean, he plays like those it. first two games, he's probably all SEC, which you're all SEC, you're one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah, definitely have to – if you're looking for somewhere to go and be developed, uh, you have to like what Tennessee did this year with the quarterback situation. Yep. So, you think Joe Milton – Anything else recruiting? Do you think Joe Milton leaves? He can't. You, you mentioned he has to go down. He can't. So, do you just, do you just stick it out? I mean, it's – that just seems one so play. weird to me. Like, you're not going to be a starter, so. No, but you're one play away. Sure. You're one play away. Not if Taven Jackson has anything to say about it. Fair. <laughs> Fair. I mean, that's a, that's the thing. If he just legitimately doesn't believe he could beat out Taven Jackson, I guess you do leave. Um, I mean, Tennessee but, has to, like, they have to go get somebody in the transfer portal too, right? Not, I think you have to try. Yeah. I think you have to. Because, I mean, the way Joe Milton has played, I mean, you don't feel confident if your QB1 goes down. No. Um, I mean, yeah, you're talking about a guy who hadn't been able to play well on the field so far for you or um, a, a true freshman. So yeah. definitely wouldn't wouldn't like that those two situations. For sure. For sure. Um, ready to talk some college football? Yeah. Last week, rivalry week. Last regular season week of the se- uh, last regular week of the season. I loved it. I loved it. It was weird. We said there was chaos. It was weird. Um, Thursday night, a bowl, 31-21. Mississippi State should have won that flat out. Like, how many touchdown opportunities did they drop? Just flat drop. Yeah, that was bad. And then they had a chance to win it as the game kind of closed to the end, and they just couldn't make plays. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see. I would have loved to Nick Saban lose that game because I'll have all talked about 10 wins, 10 wins, 10 wins. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, prop, props to Tennessee again for not losing to a team that didn't win 10, 10 games this season. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that stat. Okay, cool. Uh, besides nice. Florida. God dang it, Florida. That doesn't. That team should have won 10 games. Yeah, they should have. Good Lord. <laughs> I hate them with a burning passion. I don't even care. I, that makes me so. That makes me sick too. Just <laughs> thinking about how bad they were. Like we beat them by three touchdowns. If we play them later uh, on in the season, almost, I think I may agree with that. I may. Cincinnati, curious to see if they fall. Even this weird week of college football, like I could see them being out of the top four again. I could see it happen. They did beat East Carolina, you know, convincingly, but. I mean, like, I, like, we talked about this. You're not going to put them in. Just get them out now and be done with it. I'm interested to see them play Houston because I think Houston is a really good team. Um, 
Can they get can they... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Brock Kelly LSU. It's official? Um, oh, sources. I love that. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's, on, it's on the news. Like, this isn't the, I, I got you. <laughs> I just want to be clear. It's I mean, does that not tell you how good of a job LSU is that Brian Kelly is literally could make the college football playoff and he's ready to leave? I think that should also tell you how bad a situation the Notre Dame one is. That who? Like Notre Dame needs the Notre Dame situation. They've got to find a conference to compete in. Right. They have yeah. to give up this independent crap. I think them being sixth is a – you guys aren't playing by the rules. So, sorry. No, I agree with that. I mean, God. They also lost to Cincinnati. I mean, every time you get like a big – a big name going somewhere, you have to replace them with somebody else. It, it's just a coaching carousel. That's what it is. Josh Heupel to Notre Dame. I think Butch Jones. He fought. Ooh, he, he would. He would be a great one. That's a great call. Yeah, he he follows Brian Kelly any everywhere. So I mean, this would be the perfect opportunity for him to, you know, be right up his butt. <laughs> great. Like mm-hmm. a like an Urban Meyer finger up the butt. <laughs> uh, Where's he in all this? Does he come in? He can be in Notre Dame. John Go Green, Notre Go Dame. They love him. There you go. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Where's okay? So I want to talk about Iowa, Nebraska. Where does Scott Frost land after he is inevitably fired? You can't keep him after going three and nine. There's. I know you. We talked about this. You restructure that buyout. You have to. You have to get rid of. You have to. Oh, the way they lost to who did they lose to? Um, Iowa. Iowa. The way that they lost up twenty four to six, or twenty one to six, and lost twenty eight twenty one. You're fired. Yeah, I don't care. Sure. You're fired. That's just a terror. That's a terrible loss. And you lost me money, you freaking jackass. <laughs> I mean, we've heard for so long that he was a savior at that program, and like he hasn't won anything. Also, where does no, Shiana go? Yeah, that dude, does Notre Dame hire Shiana? That's a good call. I mean, where? I mean, we got to see his name. He's a fantastic coach, right? I, think, I mean, I. How is he Rutgers not going to a bowl game? Question. Are they? Six no. and six? No. Mm-hmm. They're not. Dang. Hate to see it. Yep. Five and seven, I think. Love to see it. Hmm. Um, that's crazy. I would not have get right to your hire. I don't think. Oh, whatever. That's good. That's good. Other Tennessee plays LSU next year. So count me in. We're going, baby. We'll be there. We will not be on scissor lift. We would hate for Brent Kelly to kill us. So, God. <laughs> People forget that he killed a kid. So it needs to be known. Oh, my God. It needs to be. <laughs> we'll talk Brent about my killed a guy. <laughs> we, uh,. <laughs> I said, I told you on Saturday, the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry is so much fun. I know we like to make fun of both those teams. 
but like their actual their actual hatred for each other and the people that goes to those school those schools it's awesome it it's, it is phenomenal um and then for i mean me and you I, well i think we agreed that michigan was not going to play with ohio state and they just put it on them they so put it on Haskins them. put it on them yeah so credit to michigan in that exciting rivalry game to go win that game Michigan still has one more game to win, but also with that win may have pushed themselves into the college football playoff. In a year that people were talking about Jim Harbaugh should be fired before the season. Yeah. I mean, that loss to Michigan State was bad. And then they come in and, you know, you can have one mess up pretty much as the committee rules in the Power Five. You can have one mess up, but that's it. Yeah. That was their one mess up, and, you know, they look like they're – I think they play Iowa which I was one-dimensional. They're not – you know, they have a pretty good defense, but it's not like – it's not a Wisconsin defense. Right. No. No. Agreed. Um, but, yeah, great, great. I mean, they put themselves in a position to win, to win, yeah. to, to get into the college ball playoff. Um, we'll see. Uh, I'm kind of rooting for it. Like, again, just chaos, I think that makes it a little bit more chaotic. Like, Michigan losing would just be real disappointing at this point. I need to. Be, I guess Michigan losing would be more chaotic, wouldn't it? Right. I, I need to root for them to lose. Okay. Do you think Oklahoma? Do you think they're gonna like? I'm not saying that they um, greased up Eric Gray's arms. Ooh. But did they? Yeah, because like, what is Lincoln Riley leaving if they're playing in the Big Twelve Championship? Right. Yeah. I like this conspiracy theory. Uh, and there was also – I saw something that they were talking about his – him recruiting at West so much this season. Mm. He knew yeah. it. Yeah. He, well, that's he another thing. You know, he, he took how many of his staff members? Like nine? Something insane? Did they all know this was happening? Because that's that's not good. Oh, yeah. They had to have some – Apartments and stuff set up. Also, when did Oklahoma know? Because Bob Stoops said he wasn't going to be on the big, the Big Twelve Network or whatever the rest of the season because of other responsibilities. Yeah, that also, was why like are a they days hiring? Ago. Why are they hiring Bob Stoops? Why are you hiring your old coach to be your, a guy who's not been around these kids at all to be your interim? Former's coming back. All right, do it. Let's do it. Sign me up. Uh, somebody I, w- I would want around the program. I don't care if he has like an, uh, just this big role, but I, I think David Cutcliffe would be awesome to have. Yeah. I, I, Especially I if you want to get in that Arch Manning sweepstakes. I know. Hotty <laughs> Toddy is what he said. So, yeah. He was I trying was to, he was trying to get laid, is what he was trying to do. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> he was trying to get himself a hot toddy. Right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how you could get Cutcliffe here. I, I don't. You know, I don't know, Josh. Uh, I feel like you have to. I know Cutcliffe's got a reputation in college football, but I don't know how big a reputation. Like, how much would Danny White and Josh Heupel know about that? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't know how. I don't know if it's a well kept secret the the history of him and the Mannings and and other quarterbacks. I mean, for God's sakes, he got Daniel Jones drafted. Um, <laughs> but 
I, I don't know. I, Pretty it'd be interesting too. to see if, <laughs> right. It'd be interesting to see if, if that was something you were able to do in an advisory analyst role that, like you said, gets you in the, if, if David Cutcliffe was there, I'm not saying you get Arch Manning, but you get yourself a chance to get Arch Manning. Yeah. So, hey, I'm, I'm cool with Nico too. I mean, if he wants to come all the way from Cali to the Valley, let's <laughs> let's get him here. Different kind of Valley, but yeah. 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 Tennessee um, Valley mid- Authority. <laughs> right. Uh, Alabama. Well, let's not go back there. I forgot the TVA thing was our offensive line last yeah, year. No, they no. were abysmal. And golly, they had the freaking <laughs> floodgates open the whole season. Um, Mike Bobo got fired today. So he's Auburn offense coordinator now. I didn't know he was Auburn. I think I didn't know that, actually. So he's but coming he's, here. Right? I feel like we're always rumored to get Mike Bobo as a head coach after yeah. Heupel goes to Oklahoma, Notre Dame, right? Or what job will open after Notre Dame? Arkansas State? Are we are we doing Butch to Rutgers? Mm. I, I still like Butch to Notre Dame. I just think that's perfect fit. He'll he'll probably be good at Notre Dame. I mean, let's be honest. Right. Somehow, somewhere. Somehow, somewhere. Um, we did call this one. Clemson just absolutely destroyed. I mean, South Carolina. Where is Roman Harper at? They didn't stand a damn chance. Like, that was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. And DJ only threw for 99 yards. Uh, South Carolina's terrible. That's that. It's that something. <laughs> They're awful. I bet they didn't get past the – they threw for 100 – they um they barely had two hundred yards total offense. Yeah, that's I mean that shows you how bad South Carolina is. They're terrible. God awful. They had one for one reception for thirty yards. God, they're so bad. Oh, we need to talk about the A and M LSU game. By the way, speaking of LSU hiring that, what the A and M? How do you how do you how are they so bad? this year and won so many good games. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't I don't get that either. Like how how were people like obsessed with AM? What if they yeah they beat Alabama but when I mean that's kind of like Tennessee in 2016. You beat the team that you shouldn't beat and then you go and just get destroyed by everybody else. And they lost me money. They lost me a parlay. They're the only team. All I need to do is win. Team to cover. Tennessee would beat the brakes off a and I wouldn't go that far, but I'll say it if you want me to. But I mean, it just makes me mad how bad I mean, they'll we'll never know. So I but they're not. But they're also they're also not bad. That's what makes me more mad. Yeah, their their defense they're is pretty good. Not bad. But Zach Calzada, you're not going to win. I think I told you this. You're not going to yeah, win a national championship with Zach Calzada as your quarterback. You're just not. Man, you're not going to win an SEC championship game. No. And weren't they picked? A lot of people picked them to beat Alabama. To beat Alabama and they, should, they shouldn't have. But they, they picked them to beat Alabama and finish ahead of them. And, you know, they're going to go to the SEC championship with Georgia. Yeah. And so, it was set up for them. Yeah, no, I mean, you – well, not by that point. By that point, you already lost to Arkansas and uh, Miss State. Yeah, that's right. So, they needed they needed Alabama to lose – well, turns out they needed Alabama to lose two more times to go. But, uh, it, 
I mean, LSU's just not a good football team. You lost to them. We need to talk about Arkansas. Does, I mean, we talked – I said it. Like Sam Pittman earlier in the year was the favorite, in my opinion, to win that SEC Coach of the Year. Then it slowed up. But we're talking about a guy who beat all of his rivals, who all did have pretty good years, besides Missouri. Yeah. I mean, A&M's going to finish in the top 10 or top 15. No, they went up at 8-4. No, they're not. I hate them. Maybe Mississippi yeah. State is going to finish in the top 25. They did play Alabama to seven points. I mean, I feel like his name's going to be thrown in that hat. I still think it's probably Kirby, but credit credit to Sam Pittman. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm think, playing for solid. I think, I think Sam Pittman would probably be my second choice. But, yeah, you got to be the – you're the number one team in the country. What they've scored, like – people scored 83 points on them so far this season. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. And I think somebody said it, if you double it, if you doubled the amount of points, they'd still lead the nation in um, points per game, defensive points per game. Yeah. That's insane. I hate it. I, they're good. He's good. Pisses me off. Yeah. Um. Man, I was going to say something else. Oh, um, yeah, Beamer. So somebody asked me today, they're like, are, are we safe with Josh Heupel? And, and I, I think Richard asked, so is our coach staying at Tennessee? I think he is. I think if they were going to try to pluck somebody, I think Shane Beamer would get a call before Josh Heupel. Wait, where at? At Oklahoma. You think they'd call Beamer before Heupel? Wow. Okay. And, and I'm not talking about this year, but he did uh, leave Oklahoma. That's on true. good yeah, terms, was, I assume. And, and Josh Heupel really true. didn't leave on great terms. Yeah, and I, okay, that's right. I forgot Shane Beamer was at Oklahoma before. He was a tight end coach and co-offensive yeah. coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I forgot about that. And, yeah, Bob Stufflet is involved. I might say Josh Heupel has a better chance, but he's still very involved. So, yeah. that's not happening. In my opinion. Right. No. Yeah, I think we're safe. And also, Danny White, like, I just don't think Danny White would let that happen. Yeah, but what I hate about it is, like, if he wants to leave, he comes in, you know, hey, I want better situation, blah, blah, blah. He's been here one season, one seven games. You go find another coach at this point if he wants to leave. Yeah. So, if it is Dan- – if, if the ball isn't Danny White's court, throw that thing out of bounds and, and you start the game over. Yeah, I think Tennessee definitely has – it would definitely be a better situation for another coach to come in than when Josh Heupel took over. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I think we're safe. Um, you know, it looks like they're going to – We're safe I mean, from the Oklahoma job, and I don't think he has another dream job <laughs> that I'm aware of. Right. So. Uh, I mean, I, I think it is like the Tony Vitello thing. It was just like, you know, they gave me this opportunity, and, and I'm liking what I'm building here. Yeah. Well, it's been, it's been – nice. like, Tennessee's almost – I mean – Baseball, you're talking about Tony Vitello literally building it from the ground up. Tennessee football has almost like been stripped to the studs. Yeah. So it's not like you're building the whole thing, but like you do get to kind of do a lot of your own stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just been battered for so long. Um, yeah, that is the, the benefit of that. But. So, Brian Kelly to LSU. I was thinking Dave Aranda would be the LSU guy. I think they loved him there. I know he's a – He's a defensive guy. Um, 
they did. Baylor did say they were going to extend his contract when the season was over. They didn't done it yet. They announced they were going to. Okay. Yeah, good on that. Oh no, for sure. You want to hang, keep that guy around, for sure. Um, any any other college football news? I probably missed out on some. Uh, we talked about a lot there, especially in that coaching carousel. Anything I missed? I mean, we were going to talk more about Lincoln Riley. I mean, he definitely is dodging the SEC. He wanted no part of the SEC. Um, because, again, like Oklahoma or USC isn't head and shoulders better job than Oklahoma. There's no way, especially now. Yeah, no, and I think I, I think the irony in all this is you're talking about a guy that's probably going to end up parting with this, this team in the next five years. It's not, like I said, it's not the same situation. Unless he just comes out and just really – you're talking about a guy that walked into an Oklahoma job that they were in the college football playoff every year when he got the job. Yeah. It's, it's, not, build, it's not building back at USC. He's not going to have sellouts. Like he's – like getting – Getting guys in Southern California sounds easy, uh, but when when these guys that you're competing for, when they go to A and M and see a game in College Station, when they go to Alabama and see a, a, a an Iron Bowl game, when when they go to Ohio State and, and see a game at the Horseshoe, like they're not going to want to play at USC. Yeah, As it stands today, you're going to have to build a lot. Is he patient enough? Is USC patient enough? I just don't know if I trust that in today's landscape. Yeah, especially when it, it – I mean, it's its nothing for somebody to hop on a plane and go across the country anymore. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, no. You know, you, and, you and, see California kids aren't staying in California anymore. They want to go play in the SEC. That They know that that's their best path to the NFL. Um, and, yeah, you know, no, no offense to the Pac-12, but it, it is what it is. Um. So yeah, he, he's not going to keep everybody in state like he might think. You know, he, he might land some of those guys, some of those L.A. kids. But, you know, you're, you're already getting the number one quarterback in the country and you still aren't any closer to winning a national championship than you were. So, I mean, yeah, you'll get right. that number one or quarterback recruit. They'll have a ton of yards. He might, you know, win a couple more Heismans. But he's never going to win a national championship at USC. He's just not. No, I, I, it just I means more never, here, man. It just means more. I know Nevers is a is a hard term to throw on it. So I'm not gonna go as far as never. I'm just not convinced that either parties, that being Lincoln Raleigh and USC, are patient enough to get to that point. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it I, took Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is one of the best coaches of all time, and it took him, you know, basically cheating his ass off to to win one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and Lincoln Riley doesn't – that's another thing. People talk about what's good for that USC job, the kind of personality. And, I'm, I mean, there's not always, you know, one way to, you know – there's not just, like, one way to, to get things done. That's, I'm not saying that. But you've seen USC take several different approaches. It does seem the best for them is to have that Pete Carroll approach. He's, he doesn't have that personality. Yeah. He doesn't have that. So, whatever. I don't, I don't think it affects Tennessee, thankfully. I know a lot of people started freaking out. But I didn't think the Oklahoma job would actually come about. But – yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we're good until we're not. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about Oklahoma, Oklahoma State very much. Oklahoma oh, no, State, did they, did they get into the college football playoff if they went out? They, yeah, I think so. 
I think you have to put them in there. I agree. I mean, how do you not? Like what? They look like a really good team. I, I'd, I'd be honest, I haven't watched them up to this point, but I thought they looked pretty good against Oklahoma. I mean, they, do they look – yeah, I mean, they look like a really good team. They look as con- they look just as competent as Alabama, just as competent as Ohio State, as competent as Ole Miss uh, – not Ole Miss, Michigan. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I like Spencer Sanders, their quarterback. Dude, I like him a lot. <laughs> I know he had two interceptions. He also had 93 yards on the ground. Um, and their defense looks – I mean, it's it's not the same. I, I was watching this game, and uh, my wife was like, which team do you want to win? I was like, well, I have money on Oklahoma, so I'd rather them win. And also, like, don't like <laughs> Lincoln Riley, but I also don't like uh, – Gundy either, right? So, I, I was, I was, I was glad to see Oklahoma go down. I think there's a lot of, um, a lot of Oklahoma fans that, that think that there's a, there's a. So I think there. Here's the thing, and I, I say this when when teams are going, you know, they're trying to hire everyone's trying to hire the next Nick Saban, and that's just a that's a recipe for disaster. There's not going to be another Nick Saban. I hate to say that. I, I wish I could just completely hate the guy, but, like, he's on a different level. So, like, Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley has been a really, really good football team. Um, but they've, ne- they've not sniffed what Alabama's done. And they act like they're on this pedestal of of that that they are. And, and they're not. I mean, they're they're a really good football team in a mediocre conference, and that, that's about it. That's, that's who they are. They're a really good football program. Um, but, I mean, you're, you're – you know, even like they're even a tier below Ohio State, who's won national championships of recent. Yeah, hundred percent. The best thing Oklahoma's done recently is beat Alabama in a non, like a non-championship bowl game. So, and it was fun. I loved it. But that's the best thing you've done recently. Yeah. So, I was good. I was glad to see him lose. It's even funnier now that everything's happened. Lincoln like, Riley's darted for for uh, Southern California and. Um, He's not even going to finish the season with his guys. Yeah, you know who didn't do that? Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin coached the bowl game. <laughs> so. Let's just suck on that. He's, still gonna have, he's going to have a top five recruiting class this year probably somehow. Somehow. Yeah, I mean, it's probably, not, it's probably not fair because he's stealing them all from Oklahoma. Like, he's built those relationships on the basis of you're coming to Oklahoma where we played in the college football playoff recently. So, like, next year, it probably is going to be a little bit more difficult. We get to go to L.A. It's, like, two blocks from Skid Row. Let's do it. <laughs> L.A. is gross. Okay? No one wants to be in L.A. It's gross. I would love to be in L.A. Pasadena is nice. That's I would hate UCLA to... plays. USC, ass. And they have two uh, naked guys outside of their stadium. It's weird. Just two naked, like... Yeah, outside Memorial Stadium, there's like two statues, and it's just peens out and everything. It's weird. Is it Olympic statues? Or it used to be. It was an Olympic stadium, right? Yeah, I think it is, but it's still weird. Okay. okay. I don't have to see a peen for it to mean the Olympics. I'll say one thing: the LA Galaxy Stadium looks dope. 
Oh yeah, no, for sure. It's it's right next door. I don't know if you knew that or not. I didn't know that was right next door. No. So wait. Oh, though I was thinking. You're thinking what? I'm be thinking the wrong team. What stadium do they play in? Who? The Galaxy. I don't know the LA Galaxy. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, is there another LA team? That's what I'm trying. I'm just trying to remember. I. That's the problem. Is I can't remember that. So the LA Chargers, when they moved to LA and. SoFi, that was called, wasn't yeah. open yet. They played in a soccer stadium. Mm. So I'm trying to think if it was the Galaxy. Well, that's really dumb. Why didn't they just play in USC? Yeah. yeah, this is it. It's the Dignity Dignity Hell Sports Park. And San Diego or LA Chargers played there before? I'm not sure on that, but, but it is the one that's right next door to Memorial. Yeah, so I just don't get why they didn't play at USC. Whatever, I mean. Whatever. Your thing. Well, that's where the Rams were at. The Rams are at USC, right? Oh, is that why? Okay. So that may have been why. I don't, I don't know where they're at. Dang, they they, I mean, they drew the short straw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, there are no, they don't have fans, but they're sharing a stadium now. I guess it's different because there's also a college ball team there, too. But, and yeah. it's not turf, it's it's actual grass. So, whatever. Yeah. So they play, yeah, they played at Dignity Health Sports Park for two years. I didn't realize that. They wouldn't even sell that out. Gross. Yeah. No, it is a cool stadium, though. Yeah, I, I like it. It honestly really looks fun. cool as a football stadium, but it's obviously not big enough to be an NFL stadium. Right. But it looked cool as a football stadium, too. So It's, like, super updated outside of it, too. I mean, it just really? – it looked really nice. I mean, it wasn't so fun, so far nice. Um, I mean, that's the nicest stadium I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I got to go like right where I could see the field. Um, so basically, and it's it's kind of it's a dome, but it's open. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So like, it has the cover over it, but like you can just see inside of it. From the outside, really cool. I mean, I'm sure some of that probably moves. I'm not sure the retractable roof and everything, but you know, just it looked like from right. the future. It didn't look like a normal stadium, right? Right. Um, do you have any most importance of the week? I think we got to hit pretty much everything in college football. So, uh, my first thing is Juwan Jennings just being a dog, babe. Two touchdowns. Well, should have had two touchdowns. Should have had two. Did you see his press conference at the end? I mean, he was just all smiles. Oh, yeah. He smiled the whole time. It was he, like the, why are you smiling? I just, I just love smiling. <laughs> he freaking loves football. Oh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to fix this. I've been real negative lately, I guess. Have you? I, it looks like it. I want a retro bowl again tonight, guys. There you go. Uh, also, so I was on the Haskins rushing for five touchdowns against uh, Ohio State in the big houses. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Tate Martell was at the game? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> well, I guess UNLV had the week off. I don't know. 
<laughs> or he just wasn't playing. Uh, no clue. Um, so I don't know which boy teams. Do what? See, like on that team. I I guess so. I don't I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Um. I don't know which Roy Williams it was, but he's verified on Twitter. And someone, he had tweeted about <clears throat> Lincoln Riley in the middle of the night. Someone was like, uh, says a guy who left KU in the middle of the night for UNC. He tweeted back Roy Williams, not the Roy Williams, and said, sure did, and I'll do it again with a gif of Roy dancing. <laughs> it's not <laughs> obviously the real Roy Williams. I'm like, this is awesome. It's <laughs> a great way to use your name. <laughs> um, not sure which one it is, but fantastic. That's kind of all I got for – most important, I guess. Me too. I do have a, I do have a fail. We're going back to Oklahoma. Uh, did yeah. you see that video of the Oklahoma guy slapping the phone out of the dude's hand that was videotaping Caleb Williams on the bench? Yeah. He's like, you don't have bench credentials. You don't have bench credentials. I'm like, dude, first of all, what does that mean? Also, he's he's not in his face. Bench he was credentials. Like, he was like 10 yards from him. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, just and, – and, like, if you're upset about it, and you want to do that? Obviously, what he did was very stupid. Just stand in front of him. Like, don't slap something. I don't know. Just, I hate people. And they're like, well, let a let a athlete have time by himself. Blah blah blah. I'm like, he's on a field on national television. What does he expect? Don't have bench credentials. <laughs> don't have bench credentials. Shouldn't have, don't have bench credentials. I'm sorry, um, I forgot. That's kind of all I have for – oh, Grant Williams. Only NBA player shooting 50, 40, and 90 this season is Grant Williams. That's it. 51.4% from the field, 43.1% from three, and 90.5% from the free throw line. So, hmm. MVP? Well, maybe. Maybe so. Interesting. Fail. Fail. Uh, I think that's all I've got. Is that oh you got? Um, mine is a uh, Vita Vea. Did you see him lose a tooth? In the yes. Play? Is that a? He just kept going. Yeah. Props on him. I mean, um, and I, I'm trying to read some of these comments. Yeah, come on. Is the Manning cast on tonight? I don't know. Um, Lincoln Riley has two dogs named Boomer and Sooner, so that's going to be weird. I did see that. He also apparently, Chad says that thing, apparently has two houses in, uh, um, can't think of the name of the city right now. L.A.? No, apparently two houses in Norman, yeah. So There's two houses in Norman? I guess so. Both, I mean, uh, both over a million dollars. So, yeah, and uh, he's getting a six million dollar home in L.A. He needs it, you know. Uh, he deserves it. Yeah, crushed it. Um, next next fail is UC Davis losing a buy game to Academy of Art University. It's a private for profit art school in San Francisco. They got beat seventy nine to sixty. I was asking, this is basketball. 
Yeah, this is basketball. Sorry. Okay, fine. Uh, you said that. So I was like, surely. Okay. Um, what? Yeah. So how did this game even get organized? If they're, uh... I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't understand how this team has a team. Do we have another Bishop Foreman situation? It could be, but they just beat UC Davis. So, <laughs> props to them. Somebody did tweet. I, I was. I'm not going to take it, but they did say they got beat in the paint. I thought that was funny. That, that was good. It took me a second. I won't <laughs> lie. It took me a second. That's good. Yeah. That, what in the world? So, I mean, obviously, they're a university. Are they like brand new to athletics? I guess. Interesting. I wonder how many guys want to like actually go there for. Okay. Hey, do your thing. Yeah. Never judging. Never judging. Uh, that your... feels odd. I got one more. Your boy Jimmy. Jimmy Himes. Saying the actual attendance for Tennessee Vanderbilt game was about fifty thousand. Anyone who says about seventy thousand is clueless. Why couldn't he just leave it at that first part? That's my question. Yeah, especially like Brian Rice said it like a little bit before that. So, right. I thought y'all were on the same team. Kind of weird. Yeah, I think. How many people do you think would show up to a, a Brian Rice Jimmy uh, Jimmy Himes car? Fifty thousand or seventy thousand? Uh, I know Jeff Brom will be there for sure. <laughs> That's the best part. Like, you're clueless. I'm like, Jimmy, you're clueless, bud. <laughs> you can't read a room at all. Yeah. Like, you got to know when you tweet. Also, that. like, I was there. I think it was, it might not have been 70, but it was more than 50. I'd say right cushion in the middle. Not 60. Yeah. 60, 65 is probably what I was thinking. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's an idiot. Um, but we know that. And yeah, come on, buddy. Just I just wish people. Would, I wish businesses would quit sponsoring his dumb ass. Like, just be dumb enough. Just sponsor us, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I wasn't an idiot. He's an idiot. Yeah. Good fail. I'm glad you said that. I, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> That's all I got. That's it for me too. Guys, I know we came at you on a weird night, but um, thanks for doing it. We'll be back on Thursday recapping a Tennessee win over Presbyterian. And then by the time we see you next after that, we'll know our bowl game, won't we? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's, Let's it. get it. It's going to be fun. Um, tune in. Yeah, we'll be talking some basketball here soon. But uh, it's been nice just having a entire football show. Right. I don't like crossing paths. Nice <laughs> it's gonna be nice to get basketball in here too. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, that's all we got. If you got any questions, we'll be back on Thursday so we get those to us. Um, we'll be happy to cover those for you. We're bringing the boat in and we out.